Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. It's great to be back with you folks. We're still at Camp Joy, another day. What a, what a beautiful day. And uh, Stephanie Wesco is sitting next to me here. This is actually my birthday, and uh, I'm pretty ha- I'm pretty happy about that. And mm-hmm. tell us what's going on with you, Stephanie. Well, Doug, we got about four miles of walking in today. Praise God! And got to watch the lake for a little while this morning. So, you know, I'm gonna just say God's been good. Thank God's, you for that. Do you know how that song goes? God's been good to me. How mm-hmm. does that song go? Belt out a verse. Our peeps need it. I don't know the whole song from memory. Just, just do a verse, man. The peeps need it. Oh, the Job's man. peep. That we're in a bad place with Job, right? Well, no, Elihu shows up. But anyway, throw something out there, man. Oh man, I don't know all the words, but um, let's see. We could do one of the ones from God. Is, God is so good. All right, do a God is so good. Then God we're gonna hop in. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. He answers prayer. He does. He answers prayer. He answers prayer. He's so good to me. He's good to me too. And, and I, and I got to tell you something, friends. As we've been going through the book of Job, a couple things have happened in my life. Exactly what God intended to happen when we study his word, when we read his word. I think I've learned something, Stephanie. This is what I think I've learned. I think it's important to study the word of God with commentary, mm. uh, with deliberate, uh, you know, deliberacy to to go out of your way to learn something. Now, I know I know, pastors, missionaries, missionary kids, every missionary thing you can ever imagine, men and women, great missionaries out there and people like that, but we get stale sometimes. And the reason for that is we're not all in. You know, we're looking at our phones, we're doing all these things we shouldn't be. I just, I just slay them. Uh, <laughs> just so you guys know, Stephanie's looking at her phone while I'm trying to make an important and, Important discussion. I am listening about being all in, and uh, but this is what I learned, (laughs) friends, and this is what I suggest to you: grab a book of the Bible, grab a good commentary, talk to your pastor about it, and go through that book of the Bible. I feel like I know Job a little bit. I mean, I can't know everything there is to know about Job, but I feel like, and I hope you're feeling that way, folks, because we've been studying and praying and trying to be prepared for this study. But I feel like. Uh, I feel like I know this guy a little bit. I feel like it's a, it's it's becoming something pretty cool, and uh, so that's what I that's what I feel like. And so my voice is still a little bit messed up, and uh, I'm making a decision whether or not I let Stephanie read 32 again. And hope you guys forgive me, but I think it's time to go ahead and let Stephanie read chapter 32 for us. And uh, <clears throat> and I promise my voice will be better probably by chapter 39 or so, but uh, hang in there. (laughs) Okay, we'll do 32. So these three men ceased to answer Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. It's kind of an interesting reason. 
Yeah. Then was kindled the wrath of Elihu, the son of Barakel, the Buzite, of the kindred of Ram. Against Job was his wrath kindled, because he justified himself rather than God. Also against his three friends was his wrath kindled, because they had found no answer, and yet had condemned Job. Now Elihu had waited till Job had spoken, because they were elder than he. When Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men, then his wrath was kindled. And Elihu the son of Bechrael, the Buzite, answered and said, I am young, and ye are very old. That very sticks out there. Wherefore I was afraid, and durst not show you mine opinion. I said, Days should speak, and multitude of years should teach wisdom. But there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Great men are not always wise. Isn't that true? Neither do the aged understand judgment. Hang on a second here. What do we constitute a great man? What constitutes a great man? Yeah, I mean, what do you think? I mean, this is obviously, uh, you know, this is obviously a very hard question that we, I should have probably talked about, but what do we constitute a great man if he's not wise? I mean, would it be somebody in a powerful position, maybe? You're talking about from a human perspective. From a human perspective, not yeah. from a biblical perspective. Power, money, um, his what people think of him, his reputation, you know. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Influence. Okay, I, I just thought that was important. All right. So, yeah. Sorry to stop you. No, it's fine. Verse 10. Therefore I said, hearken to me, I also will show mine opinion. Behold, I waited for your words. I gave ear to your reasons, whilst ye searched out what to say. Yea, I attended unto you, and behold, there was none of you that convinced Job, or that answered his words. Lest ye should say, We have found out wisdom. God tr- thrusteth him down, not man. Now he hath not directed his words against me, neither will I answer him with your speeches. They were amazed, they answered no more, they left off speaking. When I had waited, for they spake not, but stood still and answered no more, I said, I will answer also my part. I also will show mine opinion, for I am full of matter. The spirit within me constraineth me. Behold, my belly is as wine which hath no vent. It is ready to burst like new bottles. I will speak, that I may be refreshed. I will open my lips and answer. Let me not, I pray you, accept any man's person. Neither let me give flattering titles unto man. For I know not to give flattering titles. In so doing, my maker would soon take me away. Wow. Wow. I think he's going to, he's just introducing the fact that he's fed up with all four of them. Yeah, I I think he really is. And and it's almost like he's coming out, telling you where he's coming from. You know, I feel like there's some censor that he's explaining to us. I feel like... uh, Elihu's a different kind of guy here, so he's show. You got to remember, he hasn't been through everything, you know. Yeah, we have no idea how much he's obviously heard some of both. Yeah, we just don't know. But we don't. Know but we know we know he wasn't on the scene, or he would have had a chance to speak. Mm-hmm. So perhaps he showed up with the last of the speeches, you know, that just happened, and mm-hmm. uh, you know maybe he showed up during that. But he's still he's looking at Job. He's seeing the robe. He's seeing the boils. He's seeing the scars. He's He's seeing all kinds of things going on, and, and he's talking about uh, he's talking about wrath being kindled. He's talking about no answers that yet they had condemned Job. But you know what? You almost need a friend like Elihu somewhere mm-hmm. in your life. 
somebody who comes along and can add some reason to the whole subject. Mm -hmm. And you know, that somebody should probably be a pastor in many cases. Mm -hmm. It probably should be our pastor. It probably should be yeah. somebody from within our group that's exciting, that's, you know, can come along and make sense of things. And uh, I think that's what he's trying to do here. And uh, if you look at verse five there, it says, when Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men, then his wrath was kindled. So there we go. He's, he's, he's hot. You know, he, 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 wants, uh, he wants to help Job, it feels like, at least at that point. I don't know. Do you feel like he wants to help? Yeah, I think, I think he's a little confused, too, because, um, I mean, verse 32, or the verse 1 of 32 says that they stopped because he was righteous in his, their own eyes. In other words, nothing Job had said to the, the men yeah. about the fact that he was innocent had sunk in. They literally just at this point deemed him so much a fool and a scorner that there was no sense in even trying to talk to him anymore. I agree. I, I think is where they were with him. And, and yeah, it's interesting because Elihu's mad at Job. It says because he justified himself rather than God. So it's like Elihu is a, he's a young person. He's trying to figure out what he believes. He's trying to figure out, sort out the crazy from the accurate. Of, yeah. of all of this, he's seen Job be a yo-yo in several places in these oh, last yeah. few and, chapters, and, which is yeah. normal for Job, but it's coming across as a mixed message to Elihu. And um, Elihu, I think, respected all four of these guys prior to this, and he's just fed up. So he's mad at Job because he justifies himself rather than yeah. God, but he's also mad at the friends because... They had condemned Job. They had found no answer. And yet, so in other words, he can see that the three friends don't have a clue of really right. why God brought this on. And yet they condemn Job. So it's like Elihu is just fed up with everybody and with the whole situation. I think so. And, and I think we're seeing, I, I like that he comes along and says, hey, I'm young. Yeah. You know, I'm very young, but he's obviously godly. He's obviously coming in at a place, I think, where he fits uh, you know, it just fits. He's mm -hmm. showing up three speeches into it. Everybody's had enough. I mean, have you ever been in that situation where you come along and, and people are stuck in this stalemate? And a lot of times, I mean, it costs them their church, their Christianity, mm -hmm. their, their, their thought life, their, <clears throat> you know, we've seen it cost marriages, God forbid, and, and yeah. families because they just can't come to some kind of happy medium. I mm -hmm. mean, have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, because there's, you have that Job situation is so unique because we know from what God tells us, Job did not do anything to bring this on. Yeah. Um, but it is very hard when you're in the midst of um, he said, she said situations. Yeah. And got to remember, Elihu, same situation here. Elihu did not have the word of God. He did not have the indwelling spirit of God on a daily basis. And with the wisdom that he has... I think he's trying to do his best. It's interesting that God is not going to condemn Elihu. No, the and, and you he know, condemns the other ones in the end of this. And Elihu may have been sitting around there. I mean, you know, we keep going back and forth at this, but if you look at Elihu, I mean, maybe Elihu, maybe he was the young dude just sitting back watching. Well, he all says this. he was young. I mean, he says, he "I'm would, young he, and you're very old." He's exactly. Those guys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's, you know, to me, he's coming off as uh, being a voice of reason. He's coming off as being pragmatic. I mean, we look, and mm -hmm. just so you guys know, there's these black flies. 
and they fly from the front of my face to Stephanie's face. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to let you know, so if, if you hear if me. If you hear a swing, that's what we're swinging there's at. There's swinging going on right now. And, and, uh, and we got Charles with us tonight. So it's great to have Charles. He's sitting back there, I think, watching something on his cell there's, phone. There's, huh? Yeah, I was just going to say verse 7 and 8. Yeah, there is something look. so applicable, 7, 8, 9, to today. Wow. He says, days should speak. And multitude of years should, should teach, teach wisdom, wisdom, but there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. In other words, man has a spirit, and it should have wisdom from days and years, so, but without so, the Almighty, it right. won't. So if you're reading this, and you're about 40 years old right now, or even 35, you should have some wisdom in your life. I mean, you shouldn't be that 21-year-old kid anymore. I mean, is that what you're saying? Well, I think a 21-year-old kid can have wisdom. Yeah, I think so, too, but I haven't met any. Have you? <laughs> no, I mean, come on. We, we, I have met young... Our peeps are here. They're I, waiting to hear okay, from us. Okay, I have, topic. honestly, I have met some young people that, that are 21 that I do believe very much exude that they love the Lord. You know what I'm saying? That they're yeah. serious about serving the Lord, but unfortunately they're not as plentiful as they could be no and this is the other thought and that's, I'm having. that's young people's choice yeah in my yeah book. i think this is the thought i have and i'm not slapping anybody who's 21 years old i'm just telling you culture is different and culture today Part of it I is mean, we, we're training our kids to be kids till they're 21 yeah. we should be training them to be becoming adults at 13 at 17 years old i was carrying an m16 yep and uh i, well, I guess i wasn't doing that at 17 i was carrying babies around and not at, oh, your mother's baby. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. My we my we want to clarify that. You know? <laughs> Stephanie got married at 19, had her first baby at 20. 20. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, she didn't fool around. When, well, she did fool around to get pregnant, <laughs> praise God. But anyway. Not till I was married. Not till she, no. And no one assumed that. Yeah, I just, you know. You want to throw that out there just clarify. in case. Clarify. Exactly. All right, all, right, all right, yeah. But I was carrying babies. So know, we all know. I was raised to be responsible, We can all admit that Stephanie's a good girl. I think everybody, <laughs> I think everybody knows that. And, uh, and her husband knew that. That's why he married her. And, and, <laughs> but, you know, going back over here, and just for a minute, and talking about what we were doing when we were younger, I think, I think there's an application here. Mm-hmm. And I think the application is this. You know, I came out of the shoot, and don't mind me, I have like this canker sore on my tongue. So for the first time in a month, I had a chai tea latte, and I had a little bit of ice cream for my birthday. And I feel like, I feel like somebody beat me up. Anyway, I just want to share that with you. But uh, See, that's why I didn't. I did the diet version of, I did the creamy cappuccino, because I have to sing tomorrow, and I knew that would be a I have to sing idea. tomorrow. I'm not singing in front of anybody, but I'm going to be singing, you know? So, just so you guys know, we'll be in Oak Creek tomorrow at First Baptist Church of Oak Creek, Pastor Dave Brown. David Brown's probably one of the greatest guys I know. But anyway, going back to this, and I, I think there's something significant here that I want to go back to, uh, to be pragmatic, to be outright, that we can put to work today, is people should be finding wisdom in the Word of God. Amen. And I was in my 30s before I did that, just to be honest. Even though maturity-wise, I was carrying an M16, I... Came in at 17, got out at 42. I get all that. But let me tell you something. Um, I'm still getting wisdom every day. And I need a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm not there. I know people my age, younger than my age, uh, that have done a much better job at this. And I think that if, I think, you know, as our folks listen to us and, and people are going through things and, and you know, 
life's one thing's for certain. Life's hard. Marriage is hard. Single parenthood is hard. Uh, being single's hard. Being married's hard. I mean, you can just you can just throw every characteristic of people in there. It's hard. And so we should be looking for wisdom. We should, uh, Elihu, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's sitting there the whole time. That would be a nice thought. And I'm going to look at it that way just for purpose of doing this, that he waited till all the old guys spoke. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, you guys are all very old. And who knows what that was at the time. The, you know, we just don't know. People were living a long oh, time. Oh, you better believe it. And, uh, you know, you had the firmament. You didn't have the sun. I mean, People Joe Rosen has 10 more food. kids after all this is over. They're having 10 more kids. They're fooling and around. And Job, yeah. <laughs> not just that, Job sees his children to what, how many generations? Well, we shouldn't go ahead. We should We should. Four wait. generations. I mean, very old here. You see what you did? How we may old? have lost just 30 listeners right now. You went ahead <laughs> and you told them hey, where we're going. I already told them to read the end of the book. Yeah, I know. And we told them at the end of the book that it gets better. But, you know, so we go, we know we need to have wisdom. That applies to 2020. I know some wise people. I really do. You know, I, and I've mentioned names before people. I like Rodney Myers. I told you, the guy who was a mm-hmm. missionary over there in Africa. He just sent me a happy birthday thing. That's what made Aww. me think about him. He's just a good, he remembered to say happy birthday to me. But you know what Rodney does that I like is he esteems others higher than yeah. himself. He has a sweet family. He esteems others higher than himself. Uh, and I think Elihu's coming along, and I think he's trying to show at least a little respect here. Mm-hmm. He, he went last. After these guys went at it for a while, they're probably like, sit down, Bucky, you know, uh, sit over there and, and wait your turn. But, but I think there's, you know, look at, look at verse number uh, 14. Now we have directed his words against me. Neither will I answer him with your speeches. You know, wow, your speeches stunk. I don't yeah. need to use these speeches. And then he goes on and he said, they were amazed. And this is what makes me think. This is what makes me think he was there the whole time. Because he says, I'm not using your speeches. Yeah. So there's no recording device. There's no book here. There's, you know what I'm He's saying? He's just been listening. He's been listening. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he wasn't mentioned as a three friends. Maybe he's not a friend. Maybe he's a religious guy. Maybe he's a leader. Maybe he's a rabbi. Who knows what this guy is? But they were amazed. They answered no more. They left off speaking. So they stopped. They let this guy speak. When I had waited, for they spake out, but stood still and answered no more, I said... I will answer also my part. I also will show mine opinion, for I am full of the matter in the spirit wherein me constraineth me. Behold, my belly is as wine, which have no vent. You know what happens when wine doesn't have a vent? In other words, he's going to explode. Either talks or there's going to be a problem. I know people like that. I've been there. <laughs> you know, I'm one of those guys, you know, they, yeah, they say I've there's slow there. anger, quick anger. I hold on to things yep. sometimes. Instead of just say, listen, you stink. This bothers me. Uh, you know, he got up and he just told it. There's another lesson for us today. You know, and if men and women could tell their kids, each other, mm-hmm. uh, their husbands, their wives, and somehow tell them exactly how they feel. Not the short sound bites. Not that you make me feel like dirt. <laughs> and then just walk away. <laughs> or how are you? Fine. You yeah. know? We've got to stop that stuff. Mm-hmm. As Christians, we're better than that. Yeah. And then it says, for I am full of the matter. The spirit within me constraineth me. And what does it say in the New Testament? The love of Christ constraineth me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going to the same thing. I will speak that I may be refreshed. I will open my lips and answer. 
Let me not, I pray you, accept my man's person, neither let me give flattering titles unto men. For I know not to give flattering titles, in so doing, my maker should soon take me away. Wow. Yeah, I think I. this is just... It's real. I think Elihu's upset with Job. Yeah. Because it says, the Bible says he is, but what I see here is that he, he just cannot get over these three guys. I think because yeah. the fact, because he talks about the fact that he's not, he says, I'm not using your logic here because it, was, yeah. it stunk. Um, and it's interesting to me because he says, I pr- um, let me not, I pray you, accept any man's person, neither let me give flattering titles. Do you remember how was it Eliphaz? Yeah. Had gone in one of those chapters, I think it was round two maybe, goes on and on and on and on about all of his credentials. Yeah, Eliphaz was first out of the shoot, so it was definitely Eliphaz. Yeah, because he did... He started all three Because it rounds. was Eliphaz, yeah, Eliphaz, Bildad, and I'm pretty sure that was Zophar. the second round that yeah. Eliphaz just let it rip. His and then Elihu and... shows up and he's like, hey, your titles yep. don't matter. We serve exactly. a great God. So that's what he's doing. He's there slamming them saying, hey, I don't care about your titles. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I met a young guy, right? And we, we got a couple minutes here. I met a young guy. I was telling you about this. I pull up to a missions conference. There's like a 15-year-old <laughs> kid there, all right? He's playing football. I roll down the window. You know, he's playing jacks. I mean, he's drawing things on the, on the parking lot of the church. And I said, excuse me. I said, can you tell me where the pastor is and where I need to go for the missions conference? World's worst missions conference, all right? Um, and the kid looks at me and said, I'm Dr. So-and-so. I've got an earned doctorate. I did it by correspondence. I graduated when I was 13. I'm married and have five kids. He's like 18 at this point, 19. And I'm looking at this kid saying, and he's just started giving me his titles one after another. You know, I'm not buying it. I mean, this kid looks... (sighs) All right, Charles looks older than this kid looked, all right? Wow. Yeah. And how old's Charles? 14. You know what I'm saying? Not even quite. He's almost there. Yeah. When's his birthday? i got to be ready to do something for him. End of November. End of November. Wow. Anyway, so today was the day. Today we celebrated my birthday, but more important than that, we celebrate God's Word. So let's wrap this up by just saying this today. Let's wrap it up by saying... Elihu shows up on the scene, and he's a good guy, and he's making sure God gets the credit. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some stuff here. He's not perfect. Mm -mm. He's an imperfect human being that's trying to make sense of what's going on. And you know, folks, in your life, find people who make sense of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Find people who will sit down and say, this is why that's happening. 30 seconds, Stephanie, what do you got to tell our peeps? Well, I think um, going into these next... um, Chapters is going to be very interesting because we're going to see Elihu deal with all this frustration and built up. And like you said, he's a human being who I think is trying to make sense of all this the same way as everybody else. And he's going to get kind of nasty with Job, maybe. Yeah. He's not always the nicest friend to Job. No, no. He's coming out of the shoot as a good guy. But I don't think Elihu was his friend in the sense of... Friend, a friend. long-standing friendship because he is not presented that way. Well, maybe a lie who so, just shows up and yeah. says, hey, i got to make a difference here. So practical applications for today. Practical applications for today is we need wisdom. We find that in the Word of God. Sometimes we need to stop yelling at people, take a break, take a breath, get somebody who can come along who's fresh, who's, who respects you. He respects, even though we slam these guys at being old, 
And who knows what old was to Elihu? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, but practical application, be wise, study yep. the Word of God, yep. pull out a commentary, learn what God's Word is really right, saying. Because your age is absolutely worth nothing. Age is nothing. God. Age is nothing. Hey, we love you people like relatives. Listen to this very important message. Thank, Thank you, you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believing in a heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.